Today in the readings that we just heard proclaimed, I believe we hear some of the most comforting words in all of the Bible, in all of the 73 books of the Bible, I think. For me at least, what we heard in the first reading is so comforting. And it comes from the prophet Isaiah. God spoke through him about 2,500 years ago and gave us this line, God's ways are not our ways. And to that we all must say, thanks be to God. Because our ways, as we know and as is revealed to us in the scriptures, are not always good. In fact, our ways lead to sin, division, destruction, and death. It's the sad reality. We are created in God's image and likeness, but left to ourselves because we are part of a fallen world, we tend to pull apart, we tend to divide, we tend to, things tend to go badly according to our ways. And we know that, we see the effects of that even and especially today. Boy, do we see this division and this anger and this outrage and polarization, not only in our country, but in the world, not just in politics, but in almost every single issue that comes up. And we see, of course, the effects of sickness and disease and death and sin reigning. It's seemingly reigning here on earth. We know God sent his son to redeem us, to save us from all this, and when he comes again or when we meet him, it will be over. But until then, death and sin, still we still feel the throes, the, the effects of death and sin and sickness here in our world. And so in the midst of that, we come here today weary and worn for a good message, for good news. And we get it, yes, from Jesus, of course, the gospel means good news, but even before the gospel, we get the pre-good news from prophet Jeremiah, I'm sorry, Isaiah, who says, my ways are not your ways. Thanks be to God. What are God's ways then? Well, that's also revealed to us in scripture. God's ways are peace and justice, love and mercy, compassion without limit. You know, whereas we tend to say, well, you deserve my forgiveness, you deserve my love, you're good to me, so I'm going to be good to you. God, we find out, we discover in the scriptures and from Jesus himself, doesn't do that. He doesn't measure out who's good or who's not. God just gives. The same prophet Isaiah says, God lets the rain fall on bad people and good people alike. Or think about, remember the story Jesus told of the sower and the seed, where he goes out and just starts throwing seed everywhere. Some lands on the rock or on thorns, and finally some on good ground. That's not a really good way to sow seeds. You know, if we sow seeds, we make a little line or holes and we put a few seeds in there. You know, it's the same way with the way we, we think that it, we should be uh, just and loving to others. Again, you deserve my love, you deserve my forgiveness, but God doesn't work that way. He just kind of throws it all out there and prays that we are like that good ground to receive his love, his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, so that we can bear fruit and show that with others. This is the message, of course, that Jesus gives us today in the gospel. And it wasn't just directed to us. It was first directed to the Pharisees and the scribes who were grumbling against Jesus. They were mad at Jesus because he was treating sinners, tax collectors, prostitutes, and others. Jesus was treating them equal to them, the Pharisees and the scribes who had followed him all their lives. And they were angry. And so Jesus says, let me tell you a little story. 
Now, when Jesus told the story, any story, his parables, he meant to be provocative. He wanted to provoke us. So I don't think when he said, Simon, I'm going to tell you a story, they're all like, oh, good, this should be really fun. They knew that he was going to kind of provoke them, all the listeners and us as well. He wants to get a reaction out of us. So he tells the story that is, I think, provocative. I'm 53 years old. I've heard this story. I can't tell you how many times. I've been a priest for 26 years, I believe, and a bishop now for three. And I have to confess to you, every time I hear this or I proclaim it, I think, oh, that's a nice story. I know this. But I also think it's not fair. It doesn't make sense. And I think that's what Jesus wants us to feel. He wants us to feel, to be a little uncomfortable with that so that we can ask, what does this mean? What is God telling me? We know the story well by now, and we just heard it again. A landowner hires people at different times during the day. And at the end, he lines them up, and he pays the ones, the last, the ones who only worked an hour first. They come up, and they're probably expecting human justice. Human justice says they worked for an hour, they should just get paid an hour's wage. It's not going to be enough to feed their family that night. It's been a failure of a day. No one hired them until 5 o'clock. It's, but at least it's something. It's crumbs that they'll get. So they come up, put out their hands, and the landowner gives them the full daily wage. Can you imagine how excited they were to go home and share food and, and things with their family? Well, who was more excited? The people behind them. They're watching all this. They're like, they got a full, they, they got a full wage, and we worked eight more hours than they did. So they come up, you know, with their hands out, and it's the same amount. And of course, they and us probably are grumbling, like, that's not fair. I worked the whole day. I deserve more. But it's really interesting, the, the landowner says, but that's all that you need and all you were praying for when you woke up this morning. You were praying that someone would hire you and you could get a full day's wage. You got it. Who cares if they got it as well? Just go home and share it with your family. But again, it, it, it just it upsets our sense of justice because we tend to think that, like everything, God's love and mercy is limited. So if, if God gives this person so much, there's not much left for us. If he gives our enemies this, then what about us? But that doesn't work. that's not the way God works. He just gives. Okay, we get it. We get it from Jesus' parable, and hopefully you get it from my rambling on here. What should we do about it? Remember, every time we engage the scriptures, every time we read them or they're proclaimed to us, we should ask ourselves two things. One, what does this teach me about God today? And two, what is my response? So what is our response? In my humble opinion, I believe it should be threefold. I only have about an hour left in this homily, so uh, no, I'm kidding. Just a couple minutes. I think we should do 55 things. Number one, no. But seriously, I think in my prayer this week, I thought three things came to mind that I want to share with you. Number one, we should be grateful. We should just, instead of complaining or trying to figure out God's justice or anything, we should be grateful. God loves you and me completely. You are his favorite. I am his favorite. He can have a billion or seven billion favorites because he's God. My dad, God rest his soul, used to say, if God has a refrigerator up in heaven, Bill, your picture is on it. <laughs> and what an awesome image as God goes for that orange juice or whatever and just says, hmm, and looks at me, you know. 
it's just, it's a great image. God loves us all completely without limit. We should be grateful. It says that in scripture again and again, a thankful heart gives praise to God. Secondly, I'm forgetting the second one again. I did this last night. I'm going to go on to the third one. No. Secondly, do you know who wasn't complaining in Jesus' story? The people who worked only one hour, the people who got paid a lot more than they expected. So you and I should strive to be last, to be the least. Instead of expecting to, to get more and more and more, we should just approach God, as I hope you do in your prayer like I do, saying something like this, God, you know I'm not the best, and I hope I'm not the worst of all your followers, but I know I'm a sinner. I need your help. Please forgive me and give me what I, what not, what, not what I deserve, but what you want to give me. So we should strive to be last, to be humble. Jesus said, if you lower yourself, I will lift you up. So instead, instead of expecting the most, we should expect that God gives us what we, what we need, not so much what we deserve. And lastly, even though God's ways are not our ways, our ways should be like God's ways. So we should strive to be like God. Instead of trying to determine who gets some of my love, some of my forgiveness today, who deserves it and who doesn't, we should be like God and just try to love and forgive and be compassionate and patient with everyone. After washing the disciples' feet, Jesus sat down and said to them, and this is what I want to leave you, his words. He said, do you understand what I have just done for you? I am your Lord and your Savior, and I have washed your feet. What I have done is give you an example, as I have done for you, so you must do for one another.